podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Back again. How are yes. you, Shelby? I'm good. I um, I feel like nothing has happened. I mean, we we celebrated like a year anniversary of our first podcast in quarantine. Um, oh yes, you were you were attempting to dox me on social <laughs> yeah. media. I saw that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank Iconic. you. Um. I yeah I just um people mutual friends in our life thought it'd be funny for me to do a uh a um roundup of all your dumbest mo- <laughs> all your who is your mutual bad, friends Shelby I think bad. this was your idea and now you're blaming no, it on it really somebody else wasn't. but um, okay, okay. every every time you said something like with full confidence and then it turned out to be completely wrong so I mean there was that and there's like. I, I was trying to think, but it just the the sheer amount of time it would take to go through every episode and pull everything yes. you got wrong. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's like, uh, is it worth it? Would It'd be longer than the like... Snyder cut, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no, it, it was it was a pretty uneventful week. How about you? Did you um, finish your move in? Enjoy the the city? Is it coming back to life? Uh, the city is coming back to life. The weather has been really nice here the last couple of days. So I've been out and about, you know, getting coffees and things mm-hmm. with friends outside. Mm-hmm. I have been through a whole saga of trying to order a couch and it came. And then we had to, I, like me and my roommate had to put the couch back in a box and carry it like four blocks to a FedEx to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. So just a whole lot going on there. Also, my book, Marathoner, comes out in well, less than two weeks or two weeks oh, from yes. when you maybe you're hearing this. So things are starting to wrap up on that. Like we sent out all the publicity copies. So people are, so you know, starting cool. to read, send me texts, posting things. Um you How know, come it, I didn't get a publicity copy. Um Shelby. <laughs> Uh, oh, I don't know if you, you know this, oh, but you I run two very, very successful podcasts. I have reach. I have an audience. I have, I have organic interactions. I, I, I definitely put you on that <laughs> list, Shelby. It must have got lost in the mail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess you just took one look at me and you're like, yeah, she's not a runner. Which is fair. I'm not, so. But you did come to one of my marathons, which was very nice of you. I did. It made us tear up, honestly. Who knew marathons could be so emo, but. I know. So anyways, if if you're interested in marathons, if you're planning on running a marathon, if you have run a marathon, if you know someone running a marathon, you can check out my book, Marathoner, available wherever books are sold, including in like Australia and the UK (laughs) and Canada. So. I'm so happy for you. I just think that this in this ad would have done better if it was from me because you're just so clearly biased, but you didn't give me an advanced copy. So I really just like can't speak to (laughs) just kidding. It looked great. I've seen a few pictures. So um, I'm co-signing his his, um, you know, positive spin. Well, plus you pre-ordered like about 30 copies because we're yeah, friends yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah, so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll get those that. they're coming soon <laughs> <laughs> okay well let's get into this news of the week news I, um... is a generous term i think yeah. for everything that's happening this week <laughs> i want to go first so you don't take mine because i oh, feel okay. like we're like gonna be spiting yeah. for the last mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. um kylie jenner 
Oh, I, I don't have to this. Hate her. Okay. Oh, perfect. Oh my gosh. So Kylie Jenner, bless her heart. Don't know if you've heard of her. She's the world's youngest billionaire, I think is how she mm-hmm. was pitched. Yes. Turns out it wasn't exactly a billionaire when she first got the title, but she has since become a bona fide billionaire. So she <laughs> was posting on social media as she does. And um, again, she's a billionaire. I just, I really want to reiterate that. Yes, because it's, it's, an, important. it's an important point for this story. Yes, it really a is. billionaire. So she posts on her stories a GoFundMe for her makeup artist, uh, longtime makeup artist, close friend, uh, she says, who was in this tragic accident and had to have emergency brain surgery. And she said, OMG, please help if you can. <laughs> okay. Like, um, a couple of things. First of all, she's a billionaire. So that, that that's just setting the stage. But then you go to the GoFundMe and she donated... The, they were asking for $60,000, which is just unfortunate that healthcare means that people are struggling to pay for emergency uh, surgery to save a person's life. But they asked for 60000 That's what it was set for. You scroll down to the donations. <laughs> Kylie Jenner, self-made billionaire, donated $5,000, <laughs> which, okay, you have her supporters, her ardent fans are like, guys, she didn't even have to donate. That was generous. She thought she gave what she didn't need to. It's it's called philanthropy. $5,000 to a billionaire is like oh, it's nothing. Maybe a penny to someone like me. You know, it's like it's literally like digging through your couch cushions and seeing what lint is left. Maybe there's a like Reese's pieces you can throw into the jar. Like it's absolutely nothing. And it's just like offensive that she's asking her fans to give to someone they don't have a personal connection to when she could arguably have just given him 60,000 and not even sweat. I mean, that's the side. That's like the cost of a, of a child's Birkin bag she got for her baby, you know? Oh yeah. Well, and if she had a long-term relationship with this person, it feels like that she, that that shouldn't be an issue. It's not like some random person that she just found on the internet. And also like, I have questions about, the makeup artist's like insurance situation right like they were working for kylie jenner and then they didn't have insurance then that feels even more (laughs) suspect and like kylie should be paying for it i feel like if 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 you shelby were in some kind of accident and needed brain (laughs) surgery like i think that i could probably cobble together five thousand dollars like just me by myself so sweet so and that it you know i mean i have i'm almost a billionaire but not quite um so the book sales are still right yes Mm -hmm. yes it's a very successful book already (laughs) i'm definitely approaching the billion dollar mark (laughs) yeah no i mean it's just like and the, the Kardashians are constantly getting flack for this like tone deafness, this this failure to really like show what they're doing with their money for the greater good. And their constant, their go-to phrase is, you don't know what happens behind closed doors. And it's like, well, uh, well you could have we done it here. In, in front of, <laughs> yeah. in front of open doors. Yeah. It's like, first of all, she could have done her $5,000 quietly, but she posted the story because she's so thoughtful. And like, it's just, it's the asking, it's the like pushing the begging to these these little fangirls who follow you to give whatever they can when it would be no sweat to do even, even just half, even if you didn't want to do the full. And another thing is, it's not like someone's like, oh, I, I need to know his job. It's like they were in an accident. Like this is a tragedy. 
So it's not like you'd be setting precedent. It's like, ugh, now everyone who needs a brain surgery and is going like, to come to me. It's like crazy. <laughs> yeah. Or employee. Yeah. Mm. yeah it's it, it it frustrates me to no end and i think it's also just like again 60k would be absolutely nothing like literally like just look up the the visualization of 60,000 to a billionaire and it's like she could have just come out of the story with like a good feel good moment for the kardashians people have been like omg how generous but instead now they're all just like eat the rich so. oh yeah i mean if you look up like goop things or what you know like they're yeah. like the kardashian luggage pairs of shoes that they own like it would not take very many objects that that kylie jenner owns to get to sixty thousand dollars you know yeah uh, so for any billionaires listening just like think before you exactly <laughs> exactly and i'm sure that there are um yeah. so i have some better news i think oh. well or news that i think will be exciting to you so obviously we we're talking about the oscars last week mm-hmm. there's a bunch of these precursor awards going on we were talking about promising young woman and how much we love it and promising young woman won the writers guild award for best original screenplay which yes. is like the precursor for the oscars for screenplay and the fact that it beat out the Chicago Seven, which is supposedly the front runner, is like very, I think a very good sign that we could that be looking at more promising young women woman wins. Good. That's I'm glad that my you know my voodoo dolls are working. Like I'm putting it out into the universe. The secret is is unfolding before us. And then in another set of promising young woman like kismet that I feel like is straight out of the shelby boy or voodoo book mm-hmm. megan and harry uh prince duchess princess yeah. whatever they are now <laughs> uh so they started a production company i think a couple of years ago when they like decided that they were going to break from the royal family yeah. they were sort of like okay well we need to figure out how we're going to make income so i think that they launched a obama-esque film production deal Mm. and it was just announced that they hired one of the producers from promising young woman to be one of the heads of their company so really all of the worlds are coming together perfect (laughs) what a story matt (laughs) i know isn't it thrilling isn't this the kind of news you all wanted to hear about behind the scenes production secrets yeah i'm really excited to see what this production person manages to produce next well i was wondering you know, if you think store. that story is boring, just wait till the <laughs> the other things I got to tell you. Um, well, I, I have a story I don't know all the details on. but Oh, great. Um, We're always good at these. Yeah. We'll make <laughs> yeah, some up. I have thoughts. Um, so this is also a sad story. So I guess I'm just bringing it in. Oh, um, my gosh, Shelby. I know. David Dobrik. Dobrik. Oh, yeah. David YouTuber, Dobrik. Famous, mm-hmm. famous YouTuber. I don't know. I I realized like what was I watching? Oh, we tried. I to read start- a whole article about this, and w- it just like left my mind immediately. So I was like, I, I can't talk about this. I'm not reading this I article know. again. Well, that's just that's what's wild to me is I don't know how, but I like missed the YouTube like bubble. I feel like I was a little too old to like get into it, so I didn't like grow up watching any YouTubers. I don't have any att- attachment to like YouTube stars. I don't it's understand so channels or worlds. Yeah. It's like taking the me this videos long are all like 40 out. minutes long. It's like, I don't got time to watch this. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's like, we're, we have ego issues having this podcast and like, you know, doing that, but at least we're not in front of camera, just like by ourselves talking to it. Well, we're not attractive light, enough. You know? That's the yeah, real <laughs> that's point. That's the problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we're, you, know, you see like, um, 
Who is the famous YouTuber we always talk about who's constantly being canceled? Tana? Tana Mojo? No, 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 no. Oh, Jake the Paul? Guy. No, no, Jeffree no, Star? No, 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 no. Shane Dawson? Shane Dawson. No, that's there we the go. one. Yeah. Anyways, so I've never... I've heard of David Dobrik, but I've never watched one of his movies. But I guess I he only, does prank videos. I only know... Well, he, he lives in this house. They're not really... Pr- I mean, there's some pranky, but it's like... He lives in this house with yeah, these the guys. Squad. Yeah, and they're all kind of fun. I know him because he for a long time he dated Liza Kashi, who is an actress and was also a YouTuber, but she's like, I think a lot more classy and um, fun. Like she was in that movie work it that we watched uh, earlier this year. The like, the like high school dance movie or whatever. Oh, right, right, right. On Netflix, but they broke up. So honestly, dodgeable there for her. Well, he's been having a rough time because I guess what happened is a woman alleged that she was sexually assaulted, that she was raped during in the vlog squad house and that Dobrik filmed her entering the room where this rape ended up happening and that she claimed she was too drunk to give consent at the time and the man in the room ended up raping her. So it's not necessarily that Dobrik is a rapist, but he has faced this huge backlash because he is kind of the founder of the vlog squad. He has all these partnerships with like DoorDash, HelloFresh, EA Sports, like everyone. And so he's been losing a bunch of of those sponsorships since the story broke. But what was interesting to me is that this story on its own is horrifying and very sad and should be looked into. And, you know, I'm all for the dismantling of these weird bro houses that YouTube and TikTok have created. But this comes on the heels of like another controversy (laughs) earlier this year where he, he had to create one of those apology videos or a, or a podcast with video included, I guess. And he talked about how he cares about, um, he's, he's so aware of like the environment and he really wants to be, be a supporter of people and that he cares about consent and totally understands it. And anyone who's ever had a problem with being in one of his videos, he totally listens to them and will remove it if asked or whatever. But I guess in February, a former vlog squad member, um, told, told the news that he'd been assaulted during an appearance on one of his prank videos where they tricked him into thinking he was kissing a girl, but it was actually a fellow vlog squad member. And it just felt weird and non-consensual and wrong. And he asked them to take this video down, but they were like, well, it's doing so well. We'd rather just like pay you from what this movie's making to keep it on the channel, <laughs> which is just like, Ugh. and so Dalbrook had to make an apology video when this story came out and was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't listen to him. I should have been there for Seth and I'm distancing myself from my former friends um, who have made this more of a toxic environment, including the man who's now accused of raping this woman. So it's kind of a messy little tangled web. And I don't know if I'd say I'm interested in seeing how it plays out, but I figured if there are people who manage to figure out the YouTube thing, <laughs> maybe they'd be more interested in this. Yeah. I mean, all of these YouTubers are, I think they they all became rich uh, very young for the most yeah. part. They all 
make their money from these YouTube videos. And in order to get people to watch YouTube videos, you have to have some kind of controversy or something interesting happening. Yeah. And so they just do all of this random crap. And I think that especially when you're young and you're doing all this stuff and then you're partying and then you got, you know, who knows what kind of creepy people like hanging on that you just get into all kinds of trouble. Cause I think wasn't this, I think it was also David Dobrik who was like hanging, who was like hiding in the closet while, another person in the group was having sex with like his then girlfriend uh, and like filming it and that then she was really upset about that yeah so yeah there's just all kinds of nasty stuff going on but the strange thing about youtube is that nobody ever seems to get canceled you get these people who are in controversy after controversy after controversy and they're still around and presumably they must still have fans or someone watching (laughs) these videos it's wild like who loves these people i don't know and i don't understand like i think of youtube in general as a medium for like younger people, like more Gen Z kind of people watching this stuff. But at the same time, I feel like Gen Z is the more like woke generation. So it feels like they would be less <laughs> inclined to sort of hang on to these problematic millennial yeah, age influencers. Like I yeah. just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm endlessly baffled by the YouTube world. It's but. weird too, because they just have to like, Imagine like starting a YouTube channel when you're like 16 and now a decade later, you still have to be making content because it's like content, 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 or you lose your income. Like it just would be so exhausting and wild to continue to be catering to people who haven't grown with you necessarily. Well, you got to like, pivot. Not... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because they're constantly like, I mean, they're just like reinventing the wheel over and over. It's just whatever they can do to drum up content and and it's like i feel like people grow out of youtubers more often than a youtuber stops so they they're making it for the next generation or whatever it is it's just very weird it's like if you look at the at the more like top tier youtubers it's like they start with their youtube channel but then at a certain point they're working on books they're working on movies there were you know tv there they moved on from just these youtube videos like tyler oakley and lily singh and some of these people like they're not still making like weekly vlogs on their youtube channel they're like doing all kinds of other gigs that you know are are more lucrative and sort of uh more respected like they're doing influencer work they're you know some of them i feel like pivot to more charity kind of things like they can they can get out of that youtube space where these people who just like hang around in the mire as like 35 year olds i feel like are not (laughs) doing well yeah for sure um did you have another story you wanted to share? I mean, do I ever? Uh, Vin Diesel's son is going to be in the next Fast and the Furious movie. And that's wow. the story. That's exciting. In the in the one coming or the one? Yeah, in F9. In F9. Wow. Yes. Interesting. His, I have no idea who he is. Well, he's 10 years old and his name is Vincent. And he Aww. is gonna be in the next one playing a younger version of whatever the vin diesel character's name is oh my gosh i love a flashback moment i don't know why i didn't put this together ever at any point in the past but vin diesel is not vin diesel's real name his real name is mark sinclair and i guess (laughs) vin is like short for vincent which is his father's name and also his son's name and then diesel is a name that he adopted when he was a club bouncer at some point like early in his career so it's a pretty dope name honestly 
It Vin also so- kind of sounds like a porn name. <laughs> I guess. So are you going to watch F9 or you're just sharing this for me? I mean, I'm sharing it for you, but I'm sure that Thank you're going to you. make me watch it. I'm, <laughs> you would be so lucky. I'm already in like sort of mild dread about how I'm going to have to watch uh, <laughs> Godzilla versus yes. King Kong. Um, actually, that voice. reminds me. I saw this tweet and I haven't stopped thinking about it, but it was something about how they don't understand why people buy movies because who watches movies more than once. And it really just like stopped me in my tracks because I rewatch movies all the time. Like movies I don't even like I'll rewatch. Like I watched crawl again, even though I did not like that. I literally just rewatched King Kong skull Island because I was like, I need to prepare. Like I was trying to think of a movie I've only seen once and it's really hard for me. Is this like a me problem or do you, do you rewatch movies? No, I hardly ever rewatch movies. Really? I, it, the the only ways that I'm going to rewatch a movie is if one, it's something that I haven't seen for like 10 years or two, if I like really, really loved it. Like I can probably count on two hands the number of movies that have come out since the podcast started that i have watched more than once (laughs) i feel like i this is shocking to me i've always like i mean i love movies but we were i would always rewatch them like even obviously as a kid you rewatch like you know disney Mm -hmm. blah 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 but like i remember my family just like watching twister over and over like any weekend dante's peak like Lord of the Rings, that's like an every year we'd rewatch Lord of the Rings. I feel like it's I feel like it's a psychological thing of like <laughs> of just like how people's minds work because I think there are a lot of people who love to like it's like every year I reread Pride and Prejudice or they watch yeah. like The Office over and over and over again or they, you know, watch the same movies on repeat. There's something of like they like the story and so they like or they like the characters or whatever. So they like, you know, sort of reliving that over and over again where mm-hmm. I feel like I read or watch movies or watch TV shows because I enjoy like the story for the first time. And then once I kind of know what ha- happened, it has less sort of appeal to me. Like, I don't even like, if I'm going to read a book, I don't even like reading like the back cover of the book. I like, <laughs> like getting recommendations from people having like a sort of vague notion of what the book might be about and then reading it. Like I hate <laughs> when I know too much about it. And I've complained a ton of times on the podcast about trailers showing you too much. Like yeah, yeah. I really like to go into it something not knowing what it is about so that I can experience like the story as it's unfolding rather than being like, Oh, well I read the back of the book and I know that like the mom dies and then she has to go on an adventure (laughs) or whatever. It's like, I want when the mom dies on the, in the third chapter to like be like, Oh my gosh, this is exciting. No, I, I'm one of those people who like halfway through a book will just like look at what's supposed to happen. Oh yeah. No, Not, Uh not like not spoilers. I don't mean that. I mean, I'll read the cover to be like, wait, where is this going again? But no, with the repeat movie thing, though, your one exception is freaking Agent Cody Banks. Well, like, I think that I also have that inclination of like a comfort movie or a comfort TV show every once in a while. But so I just go to things that I have like a lot, a lot of nostalgia for. So I right. like I've I watched Big Fat Liar so many times growing up that then I'll watch it again or like, um, you know, like I've watched Eurovision or like scenes from Eurovision a couple of times just because they're sort of like fun, whatever. I don't know. I 
I don't rewatch things very often. <laughs> so it just boggles my mind. I like I've rewatched like so much. <laughs> like I saw Lady Bird, I think twice in theaters and it was like, oh, I really love this movie that I'm seeing yeah. it twice while it's in theater. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess maybe I'm the abnormal one because I if I first of all, if I own a DVD, I rewatch it often there's not a but single like my, movie i own that i haven't rewatched at least my once. sister is like that like she watched the martian with matt damon like 30 times one summer <laughs> or something like that. like she she is one of those people who if she likes something she will like watch it over and over again like she loves the mandalorian and i think she's watched the seasons like four or five times already and i'm yeah. like i'd rather die than watch the mandalorian <laughs> a, a second time yeah well i'm i guess i'm curious to see what other people feel so i'll have to do a poll or something because it just it really shook me to my core i'm surprised that you have not encountered this i mean i I guess i always in your life no i know people exist who are like i only watch something once and i judge those people i honestly do but to then see a, a viral tweet and see people engaging with it i was like i like but like, have I you ever heard of me talk so about rewatching things all the time? Yeah, you, no. you're like, oh, like, oh, Agent Cody Banks, I could watch this. Oh, I'm sick. Time to put on like Big Fat Liar. Like, yes. you do rewatch I have things. like, fi- yes. And I've watched, <laughs> like, I watch Beyonce's Homecoming. I've yeah. seen that a bunch of times. Yeah, I think so. music things, for whatever reason, are more palatable for me to watch multiple times. I've watched yeah. that final scene from... um Shoot, what was that Rebel Wilson movie that I loved? Um, oh my gosh, isn't it romantic? Isn't it romantic? I've watched that scene a bunch of times on <laughs> well, YouTube, but I like I like um I like a musical number. You know, it gets you in the yeah. mood. Okay, I guess I get it now. Yeah, okay. we're slowly solving each other. But <laughs> what did you watch this week that you'll never watch again? Oh well, I might watch this again because I really loved it. We had talked last week on the Oscar podcast about how we hadn't seen the movie Minari yet. Yes, and so I. Uh, rented it and watched it and it was so good like yeah i watched it too i was just like ah it really was one of those movies that i feel like was uh is like exactly my favorite brand of movie so it's about this korean family who moves from california to arkansas the dad has sort of like saved up enough money from the from this job that he's worked in california to buy some land and he wants to start a farm in arkansas sort of as like an american dream kind of a thing the dad's played by steven yun and it's a semi-autobiographical film made by Lee Isaac Chung, who's won a bunch of awards this season. And it's sort of about like his childhood. So the little boy, Alan Kim, plays like a version of him. And it's just this sort of like very sweet, but sort of sad, but sort of like fraught story of this family who moves to this kind of like backwards uh, section of Arkansas and is trying to like start farming but they don't necessarily have a good grasp on like the customs of the area mm-hmm. um english is their second language it's them and then the and then the grandmother comes and lives with them to sort of like help with the kids and it's just such a beautiful movie like the cinematography is great it's all of these gorgeous landscape shots there the music is really beautiful the score and it's sort of just one of those quieter movies like uh like lady bird like 
Florida Project that's really yeah. a slice of life, like focusing on these people. And really, you get a lot of good character development. There's not that much plot, but it was just like so moving. And I think especially in comparison to a lot of the other um Best Picture nominees this year. Mm-hmm. I was just like, Ugh, I love this movie so much. Yeah. What did was, you think about it? It was very sweet. I I was like anxious the whole time because I was just like, something's going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was very sweet. And I will say that little kid is so freaking cute. Like you have Jacob Tremblay having his moment and you have the girl from Florida Project and then mm-hmm. this kid who was just so adorable. I think he won one he award. He won a Critics' Choice Award and started like so bawling sweet. in the middle of his speech. Oh my <laughs> gosh. so cute. Uh. It was like that kindergartner meme gif where the guy's like, are you happy at school? And then he's laughing and then he starts crying. Oh yeah, like, do you miss your mom? And she's yeah. like, no. <laughs> it was very sweet. So everyone was great and the music was stunning. I really did like it. It was very, um, except for my own anxiety in watching it, it was a very calming movie. Mm-hmm. And yes. I feel like that's like a good comparison to Nomadland. Like I liked Minari a lot more because there was a more of a story to hold on to there's rising and falling action mm-hmm. but similarly it is more atmospheric like nomadland is and it's more it's like a quiet cozy film yeah yeah it is it is similar to nomadland i think in a lot of ways which i also really liked so mm-hmm. it's my vibe yeah. love those kind of movies what yeah. do you have for us Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so just to keep people abreast of the Disney Plus offerings, I watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, I was going to ask this. Yeah. It's not, it's definitely not as fun or different as WandaVision was. I think this is much more like geared towards true like Marvel fans. It's mm-hmm. very much yeah. feels like a Captain America movie where it's these <laughs> brooding men wallowing and self-pity disguised as you know altruism and extended action sequences and i'm i mean it just didn't capture me in any way i think it'll end up figuring itself out like i feel like it's just a problem when these because it's a mini series so it's it's going to be six episodes over six 40 minute episodes i think I feel like I'll end up watching it because one, <laughs> there's nothing else. And two, because I know it'll inevitably lead into a movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm just like, well, I'll watch. <laughs> they got me. So you um, can explain that to me yeah, when, that, exactly. when we inevitably have to go see the Somebody's Winter Falcon movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I will say, I, I enjoy Bucky as a character. He's the Winter Soldier. In the Captain America movies, He's he sort of is like a Captain America figure who was stolen by the evil side and made into this um, never dying uh, super soldier. And so this movie, he doesn't get a lot of time to like grow in the Marvel movies because he's just kind of a side character in such an overpacked world. So I think it'll be interesting to see his journey because he's dealing with a lot of like that PTSD, the trauma of knowing he was this evil guy for so long and feeling like he doesn't deserve this second chance especially now in the shadow of like Captain America's death. And um, so I'm interested in that. Plus he's cute, but (laughs) (laughs) the Falcon character is one where I'm just like, 
uh, I want to like you. I want to give you a chance, but you're making it really hard. And this whole like setup is he was, he was one of the guys who was snapped during the five. So he's gone for five years. And so the whole like backstory of him right now is that he's trying to save his parents like old houseboat and he's like really resisting his his sister who was like i've been alone five years we have to sell it i have to sell it i can't deal with this albatross around my neck like they're gone we have to move on it's it's losing money we don't have any money for it and so there's this whole sequence where they go to a bank and he's like i'm gonna get a loan we're gonna be able to do this i'm freaking falcon like let's get it and the bank is like, oh, you're famous. Like, LOL, let's get a picture. It's so cool. How, how fun was that? Like, I'm sorry about Iron Man type thing. But then they're like, yeah, we can't offer you this loan, though, because you have no proof of income from the last five years. And he's like, well, I was gone. And he's like, well, I know. But with the people back, it's really hard for us to, like, justify giving everyone a loan. So we're, we're sorry. But maybe you can, like, you know, who's paying you? And it launched this whole discourse on Twitter of, like, oh, Tony Stark is a bad boss because he doesn't pay his employees. And I hate to be this like, well, actually, but Tony Stark was, you know, he wasn't a bad boss. He was a great coworker. He he funded like the entire, you know, Avengers everything. He he built the the Oh, so place. you're you're out here defending Tony Stark against yeah, unions, exactly. basically. Okay. It's like, listen, I don't think billionaires should exist, but that's not the question. The problem with this whole setup is that the Avengers were government employees and not Tony Stark employees. And so the government wasn't paying oh these guys gosh. well. That's the point. Okay. And I'd like to point out that I also found out <laughs> I found out found fun fact is that Will did you fun? know did you know that astronauts like real astronauts in our in our country okay are yeah only like paid, neil armstrong or whatever are only paid like 60 to one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year that's it like so like while they're in space i i don't know the, i don't know the details <laughs> you think i've researched this closely this is a fun fact i mean i just saw the- it and now i'm spewing it it is it is wild, like what people make in different industries. I feel like what you would think would be the most lucrative yeah. industries are actually not. Like if you were yeah. to ask somebody, I feel like you'd be like movie stars and like rock stars <laughs> and whatever. And it's like, no, the people who make the most money are all business people. Yeah, like business <laughs> is where you make all of the money. Yeah. Not yeah. like like I think the president only makes like a hundred thousand dollars a year or two hundred. Yeah. Like it's. Yeah. For being the president, it's a shockingly low amount of money in comparison to other jobs. Yeah, I mean, granted, exactly. you're like, if you're the president, you're obviously yeah, going to probably self Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of other perks and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but still. Yeah, but my strange. point is that uh, I think, you know, this is the most realistic portrayal that we could have possibly had is that these guys are just soldiers who are underpaid and overworked. terrible. <laughs> There's a whole plot line involving loans and a houseboat. And then the Twitter yeah. discourse is on whether or not a character who's not even Tony in the Stark, show was yeah. a good boss. Like, yeah, exactly. okay. <laughs> Remind me not to watch. People this. are dragging Tony Stark's name through the mud, and I just have to stand up for him as someone who, uh, speaking of rewatching, has rewatched Endgame for like the fourth time. Oh well, so. that's actually a good movie. I I would rewatch that probably. Oh wow. Um, I, I also don't love this like rehashing of every character who's ever been in a movie as to like whether or not they were actually a good person. Oh, I feel right. like I've seen so many articles that are like. 
Sharpay was actually the hero of High School Musical. Or, you know, like, <laughs> Regina George was actually the good guy. Like, so right. many weird things. And it's like, okay, we, like, sure. You can come up with your weird <laughs> theory on how, you know, like... Uh, uh, Anne Hathaway was actually the villain of the Devil Wears Prada, but it's like I don't really care that much. And also, like none of these stories take place in the real world, so yeah, it's like yeah. okay, yeah, I feel that it's. I mean, <laughs> Anne Hathaway's friends were the worst in Devil Wears Prada, so I love whenever there's a an essay about that. But otherwise, I agree with you. It's over. It's it's weird to get yeah. so obsessed about fake people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But speaking well, about getting obsessed over fake people, we're oh, about yeah. to do an episode on Justice League. <laughs> the, well, Zack Snyder's Justice League. The hashtag yeah. Snyder Cut. Yeah. On Thursday. <laughs> Release the Snyder Cut. A whole cut. over four hour long movie that I yes. had to watch for this. So yes. you better yes. come listen to this episode because I put in a lot of work yeah, watching definitely. a movie that I did not necessarily need or want to. So, And our boss is non-existent, so we're not paid for this. Yeah, we're not paid. Yeah. <laughs> So if I get in an accident, somebody will have to (laughs) do a GoFundMe. Okay, okay. Now we can tie in YouTube, I think, somehow. Or maybe Vin Diesel's son (laughs) will... Maybe maybe David Dobrik (laughs) would pay for my brain surgery (laughs) in order to get some good juju going on in the world. So we can watch F9 when it comes out and thus do an episode about it. Yes, and also win a WGA award with Emerald Fennel. With the producer, yeah. With the producer, yes. With Barry or whatever his name was. Okay. (laughs) This episode's done. We'll be back on Thursday talking about the Justice League. Bye.